On today's Question of Faith, can you take a vacation from vocation? Hey everybody, this is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I am the Director of Young Adult Ministry in the Diocese of Cleveland, and there's somebody strange in the studio. They don't get any stranger than me. I'm not Father Damien Ferentz. I'm Father Eric Garris, the Vocation Director hey. for the Diocese. Father Damien is, in fact, on vacation. Do you think he's taking a vacation from his vocation? Surprisingly, we're, we're recording this a little ahead of time because I will be on vacation when this is airing, and Father Damien is on vac- <laughs> vacation right now while we were recording. Right. So, so th- summer, summer in the church... Things get a little bit more relaxed. Um, mm. I mean, in parish, you're going to have funerals, you're going to have weddings, you're going to have different stuff. Sure. But parishes that don't have school or parishes that have schools, it's a little bit more relaxed. The yeah. seminarians are on break, and every year when the seminarians go home, they're always given their little brief of, you're still seminarians, there's mm. no vacation from vocation. <laughs> but there is an important time for rest and for leisure and recreation and all that good stuff. I mean, God God rested. Yeah. Right? right. So Six days and one, then yeah. took a break. Yeah. That's right. Jesus is often, you know, he was healing all these people, and then he went off to a quiet place by himself. Right, to pray and to right. be away from people. Yeah. <laughs> and there's an importance of that. So <laughs> priests are given, uh, we have what we call, I call it a day away. I don't call it a day mm-hmm. off because um, most priests have Thursdays or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you're kind of going. I mean, you're on, you're on most days from... Seven to nine and everywhere in between. Um, so to have a little bit of a day to to recharge is huge. I remember being a newly ordained priest, not really knowing what to do at that time. Because you're like, <laughs> oh, I can sleep. Yeah, you can sleep. But then what? So yeah, right. um, it's finding time and it's it's running with established relationships. I know for me on my my day away, a lot of times I'll, I'll spend some time with my mom. Nice. Throughout the week, it's hard to like pop in, say, hey, yeah, I can give her a call, but to sit down and have dinner, yeah. uh, to golf with a, a friend. You know, like we, we're human beings and we, no. need to, yeah. really? <laughs> we need to take care of our humanity. And part of that is having time for rest, leisure, friendship, recreation, yeah. um, being a human being. What, what do you most like to do on vacation if you have some extended time away? So vacation, typically uh, – when I'm on vacation, I'm with other priests. Oh. So when I was in seminary, there was a group of us who we would go on spring break together. And most college students would go to raucous locations like Daytona Beach and various things. Cancun. Cancun. <laughs> and so we would be five seminarians in Naples, Florida <laughs> for a week. And I remember uh, we would go to daily mass every day. And yeah. the, one day we're all sitting there and we have our breviaries in hand. And the pastor is like, so what diocese are you guys from? We're like, how'd you know? He's like... <laughs> You're five 20-year-old guys here for daily mass every day. So, this with, a of, with, with a breviary. With a So for the most part, that group has stayed together. Um, nice. So we, we'll, we'll head on vacation once a year together. We'll, we wake up. We'll hang out. We'll have coffee. We'll, we'll have breakfast. We have mass together every day. Mm. And then the afternoons are kind of, if you want to read, read. If you want to golf, golf. If you want to hang out, hang out. Uh, and then we'll come together. We'll make dinner. We'll go to dinner. But a lot of it is just it's the community. Like, yeah. I think that there's a there's an important reality to having those times yeah. of just rest with one another. We laugh a lot, uh, mostly at each other's expenses, <laughs> <laughs> like all good friends do. Yeah. But um, if anything, it it it's not a vacation from vocation at all. We're still priests, sure. You know, we still have mass, and we we talk to one another with what's going on in ministry, and we're praying with and for one another. Um, 
but we're also taking care of ourselves. Now, did you all have the same idea of what vacation is like when you go away? Did you all did you all have to settle on? No, what you well, we've, to do? I think we've done it long enough where we figure it out now. So, yeah. like, I know that. The, the joke is like going on vacation with me is like bringing a golden retriever. So like I need activities and like, yes. like let's play this game. Let's play you, that game. Let's you, play spike ball. Let's play bocce. Yes. Let's, you know, so you and uh, I can go on vacation together. That's yeah. Right. But then yeah. there's guys in the group who don't, you know, yeah. and so you chill uh, and we know that. And so like, yeah, you need your time, have your time. Hmm. Uh, but it's, it's like, what is going to bring about I, yeah. the thing that blew my mind? Someone told me, that the word recreation mm-hmm. is just recreation yeah. spelled weirdly. Right. So like what is going to recreate you? What's yeah. going to breathe right. life within you? Um, yes, it's time alone. Yes, it's time with people. But it's restorative. It's you know? restorative. Yeah. No, it was funny. When, when I first – so priesthood married life, not all that different apparently. Right. So my wife and I decided we were going to go on vacation when we first got married and, and we're starting to talk about where we want to go. And I'm like, hey, why don't we go to Boston? And like, you know, we can go to a Red Sox game. We can like, you know, tool around Boston. We can do the Freedom Trail. And she's looking at me like very strangely and she's like, oh. I, I was thinking maybe we'd go – like my uncle has – a little condo in Ventnor, New Jersey. And I'm like, Ventnor, New Jersey? She goes, yeah, you know, one of the yellow properties. And I was like, oh, right, yeah, Monopoly. She goes, yeah, Marvin Gardens is literally across the street. And she was like, yeah, we could just go there and, like, read books and, like, hang out by the beach and everything. And I was like, that sounds awful. Right. <laughs> you know, like, like, she's like, oh, like, my idea of vacation is, like, you go somewhere and you do nothing. And I was like, yeah, not my idea. Like, I need activity. I need, you know, I'd like to go and explore a city sure. and things like that. So now we sort of go somewhere in the middle. Like, we'll go and explore a city, but we'll also take some time just to do, like, a day or two just to do nothing. Right. And that kind of works Yeah, and you don't want to well. be run. Like, I think the point of v- vacation, like we keep saying, is, like, recreation, life-giving leisure. Yeah. Uh, that by the time of vacation's over, like, usually – even on my day away, yeah, like, and, and it's not always a full day. Like things come up and you've got an event you have to be at, but like somewhere around like seven o'clock, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to do work again. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you reach kind of that point where it's like, yeah, I'll hop on and do some email. And it's not that you're a slave to work, but it's okay. I've, I've, I've had this time. I've restored. And mm-hmm. now I can go back. Yeah. There was a great, I remember being in seminary and going to the Institute for Priestly Formation, which is like a summer long seminarian experience, whatever. And they talked about the difference between like a motorboat and a sailboat. Mm. And the motorboat like stores up, mm-hmm. fuels up and then goes. Yep. And the sailboat constantly is that sense of openness. Now, obviously we're talking about prayer. Sure. But like even with leisure, like we can we can make vacation an idol and be like, oh, I'm going to store up. It's like, well, no. Like, I mean, J- Jesus found 15 minutes to get away. <laughs> right? You know, and, and right. like even, even in our busy days, like I... I'm, I'm an extrovert, yep. but I need time alone, yep. right? And Same. I need, you know, so part is what, what's going to give life to me as life goes on. Yeah, yeah. I, I've found that I've needed, the, the, since I've been in ministry, actually, I've found that I've needed more time alone because it's just people all the time, right? right. You know, it's just like, okay, you know, we're going to go and do this. And now we got this activity and this retreat and this uh, prayer service, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And you're like, Wait a minute! <laughs> yeah. Whoa, look at look at the time. You know, right, that's like I need even to go. like on a day away. One of the things that I watch, I don't, I, I have a hard time with like movies and TV shows because mm-hmm. like I'm like I'm I'm already immersed in the in the human story. Like yeah. I need something that'll pull me out. So I I watch like nature documentaries. Oh, that's funny because yeah. it's just I don't have to think and I can just enter in there because so much you're just submerged and 
in, in life yeah. and, and different situations of life that to kind of have something to break that up of like, just like, oh, look at this. Yeah. One of the things that I've been doing is once a month now, and it usually works out this way just because of scheduling, um, the Guardians will have a game, mm-hmm. in the you know, a day game, and it's at 1 o'clock. And so I just take the afternoon off, and I put, you know, I put in for it. It's not like I'm sneaking sure. away from the office. You know, I, I just take the afternoon off, and we can walk there from our offices here downtown. I just walk up there. I would say 80% of the time, I go myself. I don't go with anybody else. I, I go and get some food. <laughs> I just go find a seat. There's no one there, right? right. You know, Now the ushers are going to be watching me carefully. Yeah, but um, they don't know what you look like. It's that's, radio, that's right? That's true, yeah. Podcasts. I'll, yeah. I'll paint a picture for them. And, <laughs> Have you seen this man? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's, and it's literally like a retreat. I generally don't even talk to anybody, right? Yeah. It's not like I'm making friends at the ballpark or anything. I find a sort of secluded spot somewhere. And I sit there and I just watch the baseball game and then I go home. Right. (laughs) And that's, I mean, so even like day away, like I, you know, as well, I love going to baseball games and um, whether it be, you know, the good thing about baseball is that it's just so slow Mm -hmm. that you can enter in. And yeah, there might be times where things get crazy and whatever, but like you can just go and just go. Yeah. (laughs) Like I I remember (sighs) Father Tom Tiff, God rest his soul, he was the old director of St. Mary's Seminary. He would go there and grade papers. Oh, that's funny. Like it, it was it, there was a restorative yeah. sense that now the pitch clock's making everything crazy and super fast, but still it's it's a pace of play that yeah. like is is slow. And I think we're always on the go yeah. whether we're in ministry or we're in family, like we're always on the go. Um that to have some time just to phew, slow down, slow down. Yeah, take it easy, right? You know, take it easy. And, and it was interesting because, like, like I mentioned before, with my with my wife, when she when she started talking about vacation being, you know, solely that, you know, where you don't do anything, I was like, that sounds awful. Now all of a sudden, I'm like, maybe that's not such a bad idea. <laughs> right. know? Like, especially if you're going all the time. Like, if I had like you know three straight weeks of you know eight events or something going on, I'm like, whew, man. Please, no one talk to me for the next at least two hours. Right. And the weird thing about ministry and and priesthood is like your weekend isn't really a weekend. You know, most people have that built in. Sure, yeah. So like my weekend is is Thursday. So it's trying to like find people like not a lot of people have Thursday off. Right. And so it's a lot of a lot of it is like the mornings are alone, or yep. you grab lunch with someone, or whatever. But it's it's knowing what you're like. It's being sensitive to what your heart and your body are telling you. Right. Um, I remember early on, I would sleep and sleep and sleep, <laughs> but now it's like I don't necessarily need to sleep as much. I need some of this other stuff. Yeah, but exactly. It's it's knowing and it's discerning. How do I enter into this time? Of rest. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Like, it's it's for me. Like when I do the the Ignatian examine, I'll, I'll note the things that I notice most is who makes me really come alive. Like, mm. and, you know, who when I spend time with, who do I have more energy with because I spent time with this person or whatever. And if there's a day off and I haven't spent time with said person, I know that they'll restore me a little bit. And sure. so I'll I'll call them up and say, so Thursday afternoon, Guardians game, you yeah. know, <laughs> or. You know, this this Saturday I have nothing to do, you know, and my wife's away or something like that and looking for something to do. You know, do, do you want to come and hang out? And uh, usually that restores me. You know, it's someone who, who I know will, you know, give me the energy that I need to kind of get through the next two weeks. You know, I, yeah. I find that I'm doing that now when I know events are coming up down the pike. I'm like, okay, 
who do I hang out with that I know I'm just going to have a really good time with and I can I can just be with them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know who that person is for me? Jesus. Yes. No, seriously. <laughs> I, 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 I definitely try to be with my family and, and friends, but uh, one of the blessings of, of where my mom's house is, it's not too far from my home parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. There's an adoration chapel. And so almost every week I, I stop there spend some time in prayer, and that's a really holy, just special place for me. And then I go across the street, and I get some coffee, and then I go on my very merry way. So it's like, it's 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 essentially prioritizing these are the relationships that I yeah. need to maintain, um, that I want to maintain, and and that refill me and energize me. Yeah. What's your favorite all-time vacation that you've taken? Oh, it's hard. As kids, we would go a lot to like Ocean City, Maryland, oh, really? yeah. which was fun. And and uh, but I'm I'm the youngest, so like by the time I was like ready to like vacation, vacation. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's hard. Probably after I was ordained, and so we just had ordination a couple weeks ago. The guys have some time off, and uh, I went to Poland and Rome, mm. and it was almost like a more of a pilgrimage. But it was a John Paul II Divine Mercy thing, like. That was pretty cool. That was fun to like travel as a priest. Yeah, I was right, a priest yeah. and like, I'm like, I can have mass here and I can go here and do this thing. You know, like yeah. I could be a priest. So there was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun to have mass at uh, different places in, in Europe. Um, that was probably my favorite. Yeah. I think for me, I, I went to Ireland when a couple of years after Mary and I got married and, um, you know, my father's from Ireland and so he was still alive. So I took a whole bunch of pictures while I was there. And his his nephew is, still lives there. My my cousin Muris still lives there with his wife and his two kids. And I had never met the two kids mm-hmm. before. So it was good to have sort of family there. And so I spent a little bit of an extended time with them. But then we did travel. I mean, Ireland is a very small country. You know, it's smaller than the state of Ohio. You yeah. know? So you could do the whole place in a week or so, you know, if you really wanted to. And so we, we did most of it. And um, it was just a lot of fun. It was just fun being away in a place that I had never been before. But my, my – the big highlight for me was that my cousin took me everywhere my father ever walked. Oh, that's cool. And it was just great. And then I came back with all these pictures for him. And I said, they, they generally don't travel. My mother was sick most of my life. So my father was her caregiver. And so he was he didn't really go ever go. He never went back to Ireland ever. He left mm-hmm. in 1947, never returned home. And uh, I showed him all that. I was like, what's this? And he was able to figure it out. And he was like, oh, wow, they built all along here. Cool. And, you know, it was really cool to have him see the changes and kind of walk me through it and everything. Um, so that was fun. So that was probably my favorite vacation. Yeah. I have to get back. I've not been back since. So, And everybody knew who I was, by the way, in this little small town. My father's from Waterford, the county, in a small town called Ring. And I, I walked in. Every single person knew who exactly who I was, cool. which was scary. I was the first person 53 years from my immediate family to be in Ireland, and everybody knew exactly who I was. It's experiential. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of experiences, we have experiences in churches. Oh, what are those? Yeah, you know, so we were talking about where we might talk about for churches this week, and so the Feast of St. Barnabas is coming up. Feast of St. Barnabas on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do celebrate the solemnity of the body and blood of Christ, Corpus Christi, but also uh, the Feast of St. Barnabas. Uh, apostle, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a St. Barnabas in the Diocese of Cleveland in Northfield. So uh, Father James Callway is the pastor who's there. Mm-hmm. He was ordained a year ahead of me, so he would have been ordained in 2016. Um, we've got a school. Um, they, I, I've been there. I helped a lot there this summer and this past year because 
Father James was all by his lonesome there. Oh, right, and yeah. uh, they've got a pretty vibrant youth ministry group there. Francine Constantini, who's uh, director of uh, youth ministry in the diocese, used to be yep. the, the, the youth minister there. So, um, And her husband, Deacon her, Mike, her is husband a is there. deacon yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, so that's her home parish. But they've got a lot of good stuff going on there. Um, I know that Father James is, is really breathing some life and some joy uh, in, into bet. the parish. So... Uh, yeah, happy feast day to the good people of St. Barnabas. Yeah, so check them out if you're ever the, in the, the North aisle, The aisle is, like, slanted when you walk down. Oh, right. And uh, it would be cool just to, like, go on a skateboard and just roll down. <laughs> I would not do that, by the way. No, 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 no. Is it an old movie theater that they converted or something? Like I don't that, think or? so, but it's just built like that. Because there's, there's a church I know that not, not here in Ohio, but that I've been in, and that was why the – it just uh, slanted down, and they're like, "Yeah, it used to be." Yeah, it's not that severe. It. It's just a, a small enough, like little gradation of a slant. Mm. Um, but yeah, I remember it, it's a fun place to celebrate mass because you've got people kind of all in front of you, and uh, they had good music, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. So St. Barnabas will put a link to them in the show notes, and then uh, hey, we got ballpark masses coming up for the Eucharistic revival, and that's going to start on the feast of uh, our of the body and blood of, of our Lord Jesus Christ on the 11th. And uh, we're going to have a ballpark mass at Captain Stadium in Eastlake. There'll be a Eucharistic procession as well. Awesome. From, yeah, it's going to be fun. And then uh, on the 28th, so we're going to do a bunch of these. So uh, that one's on June 11th at Captain Stadium in Eastlake, 7 o'clock, so be there. And then July 28th at League Park. If you haven't been to League Park, Park, if you haven't been to League Park, by the way, just just go. It's just so much fun. Babe Ruth is 500th home run there. They turn the ticket booth into a little museum. Just a lot of fun if you're a baseball fan especially. Just just go. Uh, so League Park on the 28th. And then August 14th will be at a Crusher's Stadium uh, at 630. I'm, by the time this podcast airs, I will have been to Crusher's Stadium. So I'm going uh, tomorrow, actually. Okay. And uh, just hanging out. There's a day game there tomorrow. Oh, I have yeah, I have not been out there yet. So it's a Navon. weird field because the the dirt isn't dirt. Oh, it's one of those like uh, like a spongy Asher turf. Oh, okay. And I think the mound is dirt. The batter's box is dirt, mm-hmm. but everything else is like a, a rubberized field. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Like well, the old Astrodome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I toured the old Astrodome, which was cool. And I've never seen a game there, but I did a, the ballpark tour there, okay. um, which was fun. Um, so, yeah, so out at Crusher Stadium on uh, August 14th. And then September 12th, we'll be out in Ashland at uh, the park out there. That's, the, that's still being finalized as we speak, but we'll cool. be out there. Cool, cool. If you, like, if you like softball, by the way. The Young Adult Softball young League. Young Adult Softball League still going on. So uh, we're still taking some registrations. We'll be open. We're going to extend the deadline from the 2nd to the 9th, not because we don't have enough players. We have more than enough players. But we want to give people an, uh, just another chance since Memorial Day weekend came up with it. Maybe people might have been away and maybe didn't mm. see the registration. So we said, let's let's give them another week to register. You should do a home run derby. That'll be fun. We're going to have a little all-star game at the at the end of the year at that uh, September 12th at Ashland at that ballpark mass. Probably put, be putting together like a team of seminarians and women religious. Something. Something like that. So Try to get it going. You play, right? I, I dabble. You dabble. Any, any game that has a ball, <laughs> sign me up. I used to play in the old young adult league that was in, uh, oh, right. in Parma. I was, on the, I was on the Magi, and I remember I joined their team because they had the coolest like jerseys where <laughs> it was the wise men, and then there was like Babe Ruth calling a shot and pointing, and it was all this silhouette of the three wise men on camels, and the first person was a baseball player calling a shot. I'm like, that's a cool logo. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Cool. 
And so we have readings for uh, Feast of Her. What's your what's your? We do. So we get into John six, which is oh. the Bread of Life discourse. But we have uh, Paul in the first letter to the Corinthians. Um, he's got that great sense of because the loaf of bread is one, we are many. We are one, for we also partake of the one loaf. And mm-hmm. I love I love the image of like. A loaf being a big thing, mm. and there's a lot of it to go around. And, Je- and Jesus is like, I'm not just this little thing. Like, there's there's a lot of me, and there's a lot that I want to give to you. And even, like, in the Our Father, when we say that line of give us this day our daily bread, the actual word is, like, super substantial bread. Mm. So what God is providing is not just a little bit to a little bit of people from a little place, but, like, a lot to a lot with a lot. Yeah. So, like, what, what God offers in the Eucharist is super substantial. Yeah, it might be a small little host, but there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of Jesus in that small host. <laughs> <laughs> All of Jesus in as yes, a matter of fact, yeah, right? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. 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 I like the image of the, the Eucharist as the feast that never runs out. You mm-hmm. know, so you know you see like the loaves and the fishes kind of miracle and things like that. And sometimes you when you read that, that's what I always come away with is yeah. God God is God will always be enough for us. Right. And I always I love that uh I would say that the summary of the Christian life, whether it be back to vocation, single, married, religious, or ordained, what does it mean to be a Christian? This is my body given up for you, Mm. right? So like his gift of self uh, in the Eucharist compels us to give of ourselves. Yeah, so we might become... And we don't take a break from that. We never vacate from yeah. that. <laughs> right. Right. We enter into that. And uh, that's that's the mystery that we celebrate. That's the mystery of who we are. Yeah. We're always becoming what we receive. Yeah. That's why we're doing this Eucharistic revival, so that people might understand that just a right. little bit more. You know, Beautiful. Amen. All right, Father Eric Garris, thanks for filling in this week. Thank you. Father Fillin feels pretty good over here. <laughs> Father Damien Ferentz, hope you're enjoying vacation. He's probably listening to this on his way back from wherever he is. Yeah. And uh, we'll have this and a whole lot more next time here on Question of Faith. Mm-hmm.